Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Romans chapter 1, session 23. This is our teaching on Romans, and I believe we'll make it all the way through the very end of chapter 1 today. And if you've missed any of our teaching sessions on Romans or our worship services or my teaching on Galatians, which is live every Friday morning, be sure and look on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Every Friday morning, we're live on that YouTube channel. Uh, Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we're live there. Wednesday nights at 6.40, we're live there. Also live on my Facebook page, Pastor Curtis, and our website, The Crossway church.com where you can hit the donate button and be a blessing to this ministry and for sure you can pray for us as we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not just something that's on our sign and something we say. That is what we preach. We preach the message of the cross. We look in God's word and we see God's word pertains to Christ and what he's accomplished for us at Calvary and all the benefits thereof. Praise God. So today we are in Romans chapter 1 steel and uh, we will uh, really will focus on verses 25 through 32 today, but I want to back up and just cover uh, beginning in verse 21. Not going to read it, just going to say, going to let you know what can happen to people that know God. Because verse 21 says, because that when they knew God, they stopped glorifying Him as God. They stopped being thankful. They became vain in their imaginations. Uh, Their foolish hearts were darkened. They professed themselves to be wise. Don't need the cross stuff. Don't need the God stuff. Uh, I've got this. And, And then they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. Uh and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And that's what we do. Any human being today that thinks they're beyond ever falling to a place where they couldn't be bowing to a rock, kissing and singing praise to a rock, better wake up. These people, listen, they didn't just, wa- they didn't just wake up uh, and, and this happened to them. These people, th- these particular talks, speaking of generations also, down through the history of man, but this can also happen to me as an individual. I know God and I can stop glorifying God. I can stop being thankful. I can become vain in my imaginations. I can profess, you know what? I've got this. I can profess myself to be wise. I can can change the glory of the uncorruptible God into some program, into something I do. Or, and, and, and and then... In verse 24, the Bible says, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Doesn't mean God doesn't love them anymore. Doesn't mean that God doesn't want to show them mercy, doesn't want to show them grace. He does. But there's only one avenue to experience, receive, and experience the love, mercy, and the grace of God. And that's through faith in the cross, glorifying God being thankful to God, worshiping God. Hallelujah. Being thankful. And let me just throw this in today. There's only one avenue, one door that God reaches through to save man, to bless man, to do everything He does. He reaches through His Son and the sacrifice of His Son. Amen. That's how God saves you. That's how God will sanctify you. That's how God will work in your life. 
And also, not only is it the, the reach of God's arm through Christ and His cross to humanity, but only through that door back to God through faith, our faith in the cross, can we be thankful? Can we glorify God? Can we worship God? Can we give to God? Can we pray to God? If our faith is not in the cross, then all we do is outside of God, God's acceptance. It, it's not accepted. We must remain faithful. We must keep our faith in the cross. And that way, if our faith remains in the cross, the Holy Spirit will continue to work in our lives and we'll be glorifying God, thanking God. Paul opens this first chapter up one of the first verses, verse 8 or 9. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ. There, you can, we cannot even thank God except through faith in Christ and the sacrifice. There is no such thing as just Christ. Paul didn't say we preach Christ. We preach Christ crucified. The, 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 what makes Christ who He is to you initially upon your born again experience is His death. What makes Him your daily bread, your victory, your strength, peace, joy, everything that He will ever be to you is through that same object of faith Christ and what He did to provide you Himself and all that comes with Him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's good stuff, my friend. I hope you understand that. A lot of people think their faith is in the cross, but yet they're dabbling in the word of faith and the words they speak. They're following ministries that declare it's the believer's voice of victory. Your voice has no victory, my friend. Even if your voice is declaring the word of God, if your faith is not in the cross, declaring the word of God will not do anything to you, for you, and that will turn into witchcraft. God's word can slay you if it's not held in its proper context, which is righteousness. And I'm just, uh, just so excited about this, what I'm about to share with you. That our faith in Christ Jesus and what he did at the cross saved us because it was in God's Word in its righteous context. Now hear this. You need to write this down. This is very important. You never need to forget what I'm about to tell you the rest of your life. Proverbs 8 and 8 says, All the words of my mouth, talking about God, every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. And the righteousness of God is only revealed through the gospel, in the gospel from faith to faith. Think about that. And that speaks of the cross of Christ because 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 tells us, He that knew no sin became our sin offering that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him, in Christ Jesus. Never forget that. Cling to that. Don't let that go. Every word in this Bible is in righteousness and righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Therefore, as we've been saying here at Crossway Church in this ministry, you must look through the blood of Jesus onto the pages of God's Word or you will be using God's Word out of its context. That makes it the faith that you claim you're having an illegitimate faith that God won't honor. Faith in the cross. What about faith in the Word? As long as it's in the context, as long as your faith doesn't move from the cross, then the Holy Spirit can teach you God's Word. But what are we growing in? What are we learning? We're growing in the knowledge and the grace 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not rules and regulations, denominations. We're learning, we're growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So watch this. Verse 25 says, They also changed the truth of God into a lie. This is part of a process. If we insist on going our own way, and all these programs are our own way, it's the way of the cross and everything else. These programs that man are using today, they do not have anything to do with the cross. The accountability program, the promise keeper, the the accountability program where, oh, if I'm about to commit a sin, i got to call my brother and he'll, he'll encourage me and talk me out of it. And that's where my faith is. Guess what those people do? They go right ahead and commit that sin. They're not going to tell you that because they want you to think their program's working. It has never worked. It will never work. We can encourage each other. That's what the church is here for partially, to edify one another, to build each other up in the faith, hallelujah, to exhort each other to, to good works, glory to God, hallelujah. But the only way we can do that is not a pat on the back and I love you, good to see you. The only way we can do that is if we have like precious faith, we speak the same thing, our words are seasoned with the grace of God and we're pointing to Calvary for what Jesus there did for us and the Holy Spirit then can give us the power to live a life where sin, Romans six fourteen, no longer dominates our lives. Didn't say you wouldn't sin, but God God says it won't dominate your life. You won't have to live buried and burdened by sin any longer because Jesus died to forgive and to deliver you. Hallelujah. But we, you and me, we can get to the place where we change the truth of God into a lie. That's what most are doing today. They say they believe in the cross, but then they lay out these plans. Amen. They lay out these plans. If you'll do these three things, God will deliver you from your bondage. Well, see, that's a lie. That's changing the truth into a lie. When you bring people under law, you've changed the truth into a lie. It it doesn't really matter if it's in ignorance or just belligerent rebellion. I'm not listening to that cross tub. I've done been there. That's what saved me. But I'm filled with the Holy Ghost now. I speak in other tongues. I'm so far beyond the cross. Listen, if you're not taking up your cross daily, which simply means your faith is still in the cross of Christ, you're not even following Jesus. Do you know how many Christians today are not even following Jesus because the truth has been changed into a lie? Oh, they know about the cross. They know about the truth. And I speak from my own experience. Our faith is in our doing. Amen. If the Barna group says that 70% of a polled group of Christians, 70% said they're going to heaven because of what they do. What does that say about Christianity today? Well, it explains why America, which claims to be like 80% Christian, is in the mess they're in because most people that claim to be Christian are not Christian and true Christians, most of them, do not even know how to live in victory. It ain't by going to church and reading your Bible every day. That's what you're doing. It's by keeping your faith in what Jesus did at Calvary. That's the truth that made you free from sin. If it hadn't, it can today, praise God. Hallelujah. Think about that. The Bible 
out into a line, worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves. Listen, and receiving in themselves that recompense, that reward for their error, which was meat, which was right for them. You can choose to go your own way and live in sin and say that homosexuality and lesbianism and bestiality, that God's okay with it. He made you that way and, and He's not mad at you and it's not a sin and the Bible you know, means something else and all that. Let me tell you something. You're the ones that have been turned over. God's calling you out of that. Jesus Christ can save you. He can save you today if you'll believe in Him. There are many Jesuses today. There's a Jesus that they believe in that says, God made me this way. God's okay with this. God's not okay with it. God's Word is what God is okay with. And in God's Word, God says that that lifestyle, that sin is an abomination to Him. Think about that. It also says in the New Testament that those in that, living that way, are not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. They're not going. I'm not talking now about people who struggle and have tendencies and they know it's a sin and they're asking God for help, deliver me. I want out of this. I'm not talking about them. Listen, you can be struggling as a glutton. You can be struggling as a homosexual or lesbian as long as you know it's a sin. I'm not talking about excuses for sin here because whoever you are judging them, you're guilty of sin yourself when you judge them. Mm, and we'll see that in just a, a few verses down on, on the page here. It's totally different to be struggling, believing God for deliverance, knowing it's a sin, asking God for help, asking God for deliverance. That's one thing. It's another thing to say God made me this way. He's okay with it. The Word, it doesn't really mean what it says. No, those people are not going to make it. But they can repent today. They can repent today. And even though God has turned some individuals over, they can repent and they can come home. They can come back to the Christ Jesus of the Bible and He will forgive and He will deliver. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He will forgive and He will deliver. Christianity is not just about being forgiven. Christianity is about being uh, forgiven and walking in deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. He delivers our soul as He leads us in the path of righteousness, Psalms 23 and 3. He delivers my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. That means He leads me by faith in His Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. But listen, faith is not real. Faith is not legitimate unless it's faith in God's Word in its righteous context. For years, I just used a scripture to make it mean what I wanted it to mean, to use in whatever context I wanted to use it. The Bible says, God says every word He's ever spoken is in righteousness, that righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, and the gospel is Christ and Him crucified for you and me. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. So watch this. And even, verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... 
God gave them over to a reprobate mind. If we reject the knowledge of God to lead us, to put in our minds, to think upon Him, think about that. He will turn you over to that reprobate lifestyle that you actually desire to have. You may not call it that, but without the life of God, the knowledge of God, it were reprobates. So we get the fruit of that. That's what he's saying here. To do those things which are not convenient. Every person who rejects the message of the cross, whether they are lost and have never known God, or they have known God, they reject the message of the cross, they're walking in a place without wisdom. They may know every verse in the Bible. They may be able to quote more scripture, but I got news. The devil can do that. The devil can do that. It's not how, how spiritual they sound. It's not how spiritual they look. It's not about their degrees or all that they've claimed they've done for own the great white throne judgment day, many will claim they did this, that, and the other in the name of Jesus. And he's going to say, I, I don't even know who you are, but I'm going to tell you who you are. You're workers of iniquity. Now, I, I'm not going to hear that. I'm never going to hear that because I'm trusting Christ and His sacrifice. And when I open the Bible, He points me, the Holy Spirit points me to Christ and the sacrifice. You can search for God in the Scriptures, but you've got to come to Jesus in every Bible verse, you got to see Jesus. Jesus said the Scriptures are about Him. John 5, 39, you search the Scriptures. In them you think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. But you won't come to me. You keep using the Word of God for whatever purpose you're trying to use it to build yourself up, to build your ministry, to do all these things. And it can do those things, but it must go through Christ and His sacrifice. The Word of God is about Jesus. He is the living Word of God. He is our righteousness. And through the cross we must look into the Word of God or it cannot be our perfect law of liberty. Somebody said, Amen, glory to God. Make sure you share these teachings with people that desperately need to be hearing the Bible. Not just opinions, not just thoughts, but listen, a lot of people are just not going to believe it even though they can see it with their own eyes. The devil has them that bound and they just refuse to see. But there are going to be many that do. So share these, hit the share button, send them somehow, put them on Facebook, put them on social media, do something with them where people can hear and learn the, the Word of God as it is in truth and righteousness so we can walk in that place and grace can function in our lives. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Watch this now. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Think about this now. Is this not where most Christians you know live? Their lives are full of these things. Why? 
They claim they're born again. They claim they were saved when they were whatever, wherever. They claim they believed in Christ and they've been born again. I don't say they're not. I wouldn't judge that. But their lives show forth where their faith is not. Don't know what their faith is in, but if these things are filling their lives, it's because they don't really want to retain the knowledge of God through faith in the cross. And it must be faith in the cross, not just me going to church, not just me singing a song, playing the Christian music, reading the Bible, prayer and fasting. All those things are good if they're a part of my faith in the cross. Then the Holy Spirit is empowering me to walk and guiding me in these things. Outside of that, it's just me. It's only me. It's only my flesh. Think about that. These are the things that you see the church today is full of. I'm not being ugly. I'm not judging. It's obvious. You know your own self. The church is full of these things. Why? Because it's really not God they want to retain in their knowledge. If it was, they would want to hear the message of the cross. They would want to hear God's Word in truth. But that's not what most of the people that claim they're saved want to hear. And as we said a while ago, 70% of a poll of people, Christians, ask what's going to get them to heaven. Christians. 70% of that group of people said what they do works. Some kind of work. They've turned the truth of God into a lie. Water baptism for salvation is a lie. That's not what Jesus did for you. That's what you're doing. Hallelujah. Jesus did what it takes and He did it by Himself. Hebrews 1 and 3, when He had by Himself purged us from our sins. Praise God. That's good stuff. I know somebody's getting a hold of this. I know somebody's coming out of a mess they've been in for many years and I'm thankful. God brought me out and He can bring you out. Yes, it's painful. Yes, there's suffering that goes along with it. When relationships begin to be severed, people cut you off because you preach the Word of God as it is written and you don't twist it, you don't pervert it as they're doing. They'll cut you off. You know, Curtis, that's not what you were taught growing up. That's not how you were raised. That's that's exactly right. I was saved properly in the right order, faith in the cross, but I have never been in my life until 2003 did I ever hear how to live for God. How to live for God. If someone were to ask you today, my friend, how do you live for God? More than likely, you're going to say, go to church, read your Bible, fast and pray. And that was not what we were asked what to do. We were asked how do you live for God? How do you avoid being a backbiter, a hater? How do you avoid being despiteful, proud, a boaster? How do you how do you avoid being full of envy? How do you avoid being a gossiper? How do you avoid these things? How do you find deliverance from those things? How? Going to church won't get it to you. The church is full of this stuff. The church will mess you up today, my friend, if they're not preaching the cross of Jesus Christ. Because if they're not preaching the cross, every service, service. <laughs> Paul said, I determined not to know anything else among you. God forbid we boast in anything other than the cross. Did you hear that? 
Galatians 6.14. God forbids. That wasn't Paul just saying something off the top of his head. Paul spoke under the unction of the Holy Spirit. God forbid that I glory in anything other than the cross. You want to bring your programs to me? I'm going to tell you you're wasting your time. You can't redeem the time with those programs. Jesus redeemed a time at Calvary. Share that message. Share that truth. Cling to that cross like the old hymns talk about. Most of the church today don't even want to hear the old hymns anymore. One guy approached me about four years ago. Young guy looked, looked at me and said, Hey, I heard y'all went back singing the old hymns. Said it sarcastically. Yes, we have. You know why? Because they talk about the blood. They talk about redemption. They talk about what heaven's focus is on. Worthy is the Lamb, hallelujah, that was slain for the sins of humanity. Not worthy is the man that walked on the water and healed the sick and raised the dead or that even was resurrected from the dead himself. That's not, the, that's not what's being said in heaven today. The Bible says what they're saying is worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. That's the focus of heaven. May God bring that focus back into the the church. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Watch this last verse 32 of chapter 1. Who knowing the judgment of God, these people, these people that knew God, they know they knew the judgment of God. Watch this. Know the judgment of God. That they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do they do the same stuff but they have pleasure in them that do them. You know, the church has been so desensitized. America has been so desensitized. And you turn the television on, the cute little sitcoms people call, they're, they're, they're just, they watch the sitcoms, they've got homosexuals and lesbians in them and they're just so funny and cute and Christians are at home watching those things, addicted to their broadcast, really, really enjoying them. Homosexuals and lesbians, Christians are enjoying them. Approving of that. Oh no, I don't believe in it. Yes, you're showing you believe in that by watching and participating in that. Yes, it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what God sees what you participate in, what you sow into, you're a part of it. Look at, let me read it again. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. These are people that know the word of God because there alone do you know that God says in the Old Testament, people who are in this lifestyle, they're going to be stoned. Listen, they're worthy of death. Watch this. Not only do the same, these people that know God, that knew God. They no longer know God. They knew God. You can know God today and yesterday be in a place where you knew God. I don't want to be in a place where I knew God. Every day I want to know God. Hallelujah. Amen. But have pleasure in them that do them. Not only do they do the same thing, but they have pleasure in them that do it. Think about that. These are people who have changed the truth of God into a lie. There are millions in our country that sit in churches every week listening to a lie from the pulpit. I'm not being ugly. I hope you don't mean it. think I mean it that way. I'm not being ugly. I used to be there. Cute little, good little sermons we called them. Great messages. Leave, go to lunch. Man, that's the best sermon I've heard in years. 
Wasn't nothing to do pointing to Christ and what he did at Calvary. God wasn't nowhere within close range of that message. And yet we go to lunch saying, man, that was the most powerful message I've heard in years. If it's not God's Word in righteousness, which is only found through the gospel, then it wasn't a good message. What makes a message good and powerful if it's about Christ and His sacrifice. The preaching that pleases God to save the lost and to keep a church from wandering away into these places and becoming a church that knew God, the message that keeps the church in a place of walking with and knowing God and growing in that knowledge of God and that grace of our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, is only the message of the cross. That's it. Everything in your Bible, hear me now as I get ready to close, every word in your Bible, God says, is in righteousness. There is no righteousness outside of Christ and the only access to the status of righteousness is through the born-again experience. And then in Romans 6, we read the progressive walk of a Christian that if we don't keep our faith in that which made us a servant of righteousness, then we cannot be a servant of righteousness which we have been made upon being born again. So if we think about that, we can't serve God unless we're serving righteousness and we can't serve righteousness and bear the fruits of righteousness if our faith is not in the cross. And therefore, when we think we're hungering and thirsting after righteousness, we're really not. True hunger and thirst for righteousness is a desire to be like Christ and that desire being fulfilled, that in met, being conformed into His image by daily faith in the Word of God in its righteous context which always is seen through the cross of Jesus Christ. I know this is helping those that have ears to hear. I know there will be many that won't listen because they're just bound in works, but there's a few of you out there that are going to accept this because it's the Word of God. It's not Scripture being used for money and so many people say, well, that's just how you see it. No, there is no eyesight at all except through the blood. We only see at all anything to do with God through the blood. Jesus told Nicodemus, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven or even see it until you're born again. Born again's got you eyes to see. If you keep looking at what saved you, you will keep seeing. And the Word of God will truly be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. But always remember, Revelation 21, 23 says, The Lamb is the light. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So what do we do with that? Is it the written word of God or is it the Lamb? They're one. The written word of God must be in the context of the Lamb or it is outside of its righteous context and my faith is not even legitimate. Think about that. The cross of Jesus Christ is what gives us the wisdom from the Word of God. Jesus is our power, righteousness, wisdom, peace, everything we need through the cross. Today, through faith in the cross. I know you've been blessed today. This is our 23rd 
teaching session on Romans. We just ended chapter 1 today. Be sure and avail yourself to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Make sure you subscribe and follow or whatever you click on so that when we post a new one, it pops up. You get a notification. You want to be notified. There it is. You can go somewhere and watch it, listen to it, and God will bless you as He always does those who have ears to hear the truth. Amen. God loves you. I love you. And until next time, stay determined to know nothing else but Christ and Him crucified. Praise the Lamb.